Welcome to Whose Or Is This? with Anthony Waite, a show designed to help leaders and high achievers increase their influence and impact by becoming intentional with how they show up in the world. If the wind does not favor, take to the oars. Here is your host, Anthony Waite. One thing that uh, I wanted to talk about is October 1, and it's the beginning of the fourth quarter. Now, what I want you to consider is how are you gaining momentum going in to the new year? You see the fourth quarter, people think that, you know, October 1, they're getting ready for Halloween. They are, um, you know, preparing for the next holiday, whatever the case may be. I want you to think about how are you preparing for the fourth quarter? You see, you got three months left, 90 days to get momentum going into the new year. But not only that, but make sure that you are achieving the goals that you said you were going to do. This, it means that you are keeping the promises that you make to yourself. Now, why is this important? You see, discipline is simply the ability to give yourself a command and follow through with it. And when we tell ourselves we're going to do something and we don't do it, guess what we just did? We just basically lied to ourselves. Now, if I was to ask you, do you trust a liar? Chances are you would say no. Uh, if I was to ask you, do you believe a liar? Chances are you would again say no. So why do you think it is that many people don't believe in themselves or trust themselves to set these goals and achieve them? Well, you lack belief and trust in yourself because you continually lie to yourself. You say you're going to start the diet. You say you're going to start eating healthy. You say you're going to go and be a better person in your relationship. You're going to be more present as a spouse, as a, as a leader in your home. You tell yourself that you're going to apply for that next position or get that degree. And then life somehow slaps you in the face and you're faced with the reality that, that you just lied to yourself. And so I want to share with you a couple of things that um, have helped me um, and has also helped me help other people when it comes to uh, getting momentum in your life. You know, a lot of people will say that I'm not motivated or I, I'm waiting for motivation. Or oftentimes, you know, they'll say, Anthony, you're just so motivated. I don't know how you wake up at 430 and, um, you know, go run, you know, six miles or prepare for this half Ironman. Like, how are you doing this? You're just so motivated. And the, chan the, the truth is, I'm not a motivated person. Like I have fortitude and I have perseverance and I have maybe sometimes I'm hardheaded, but I don't wake up motivated. Like you, there's days where I wake up depressed, anxious, you know, dwelling on the past, failures, mistakes, heartbreaks, all that good stuff. Like there's days where I wake up and I don't even want to get out of bed. And then I ask myself this question, who loses if I do not win? This is an important question for you to ask yourself because I often think about this, like who's betting on me to win? And if I don't win, if I don't show up today, who loses? And the same thing goes for you. Who loses if you do not win? Who loses if you do not get healthy? Who loses if you get diagnosed with a disease? Who loses if you do not show up in life as a leader, in your business, in your profession? You know, and even as a healthcare professional, if I don't show up, people die. And that's a big, big responsibility that I'm not willing to sacrifice. And so it feed the, what I want to share with you today, they, they, they go in conjunction with each other. 
Whenever you can dial in your discipline in one of these areas, it compounds into the other areas. It's the small things that equal the big results. And I'll tell you that, you know, many people are waiting to get motivated. They're waiting for the New Year's, you know, ball to drop and the clock to strike 12, and you can't do that. Your momentum and what you want to create in 2023 is going to be determined by what you do today to get the momentum leading up to it. And if you're waiting for motivation, I'm here to tell you that motivation is not going to get you to where you're going. There's a couple of myths about motivation I want to share with you. You know, I'm often talked or, or said to be a motivational speaker, and I absolutely hate that, right? Um, I don't say it out loud or, you know, um, to people when they call me that, but it makes me cringe inside to be told, hey, you're a motivation. Are you a motivational speaker? Or when they, they introduce me to an audience, the motivational speaker, Anthony, I'm like, no. No, because there's a lot of times in my life where I needed motivation and I got it and it felt good for a minute, for a minute. And then all of a sudden when that motivation is gone, guess what? So is my intention. So is my drive. So is my um, ambition to go do something. So motivation is fleeting because it's just a feeling. And here's the thing. Feelings aren't facts. And one of the common myths about motivation is that many people believe that motivation is something that you either have or you don't. Like maybe it's something you're born with and it's not. Motivation is a feeling. It is not facts. And it's something that, you know, yeah, you can, you can get it from a podcast or a book or watching videos or helping other people. But in order to get results in your life, you need more than motivation. You need momentum. And the only way that you get momentum is by taking action. The problem with many of you is that you're looking to be Perfect. Everything has to be right. Perfect. You're chasing perfection. I want you to consider chasing progression. Always be in progress because this helps you embrace a learner's mindset. This allows you to realize that I don't know everything. And in fact, I don't need to know everything. I don't have to have it all figured out. And how, how big of a burden does that ease off your chest knowing that, hey, I don't have to have it all figured out. You see, Many people hesitate to get going because they're stuck in this paralysis by analysis. What are you analyzing? Most of the time when I found myself in this position, it was me going back and forth with this imposter syndrome. Are you good enough? Are you not good enough? Are you going to do it? Are you not going to do it? And, and all that talk does no good. It's only when you walk the walk that you start getting the results. So right now, I want you to think about this. What, right, three areas of your life right now where you're waiting to get motivated or you're waiting on motivation to get started. Just think about that. Three areas of your life right now. Is it in your health? Is it in your relationships? Is it creating wealth or maybe that business or helping people like you said you were going to do? Maybe starting a podcast? Now, myth number two with motivation is that people think motivation is the secret sauce to success, and it's not. I met a lot of lazy people who are very successful. And when I meet them, I thought, I thought, you know, prior to the meeting that they had something that was just, I don't have, they, they have something special about them. And, you know, I, I meet them in person. I'm like, wow, he's just a normal person. And oftentimes they'll tell you they're not motivated. They're actually lazy, but they've set systems and structure in place that's allowed them to take the ordinary and do the extraordinary. It's not motivation. It's the secret sauce. It's the momentum that's created by, six, uh, by um, systems 
and processes that you put in place to make your life easier. This allows you to build consistency through repetition. And the easier that you make it, the better you are at continuing to do it. If you're like me and you overanalyze things, you try to make it as hard as possible because you're like, there's no way it could be this easy. It's, it, there's no way. It has to be harder than this. And the truth is, it's not. Success is easy, but we make it difficult. And I think it's really because it's a cop-out for us to take a, take, take a knee and say, you know what? I, I can't do this. It's just too complicated. I've invested thousands of dollars into trainings and, and coaching and, and to find out that the systems that they had were just simple things. And I thought to myself, wow, it's this easy? Anything that you want when it comes to um, life, leadership, or business has to do with momentum. And the only way that you build momentum is through consistency. And guess what that consistency compounds into? Confidence. And when you are confident, you no longer care about or worry about what people might think. You're not worried about criticism or judgment. And why is that? Because you kill the critic and the judge inside of you. We're our own worst critics. But when you prove to yourself that you can do something through your consistency and you build a confidence in who you're becoming, guess what? That little critic inside that we all have, that little voice, it goes away. And when it tries to tell you who you're not, you laugh at it and be like, <laughs> that's hard to believe because I have proof in my life that I can. And so every day you got to prove to yourself and maybe to some others that you can, you will, and you must do what it is that you're after. It's October 1 right now. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. I've already done my, my, my Ironman training for the day, right? Breakfast with the family and baseball today. And I'm done. That's it. For the rest of the day, I can relax and take it easy. Now, will I? Probably not. <laughs> but I can because I didn't wake up waiting for motivation to get started. I got up and took action. And as a result, motivation was the byproduct. It was the consequence of taking action. Now, myth number three, motivation is found in a book or a podcast or a speaker. Like, I get it, right? I've read all the books. And oftentimes what, what would happen is, is whenever I wasn't motivated or I didn't feel like um, I, I was good enough, what I would do is I would ask somebody, hey, what's a book on mindset? What's a book on uh, business. What's a book on leadership? What's the next book I can read? What's the next book? Next book. And while reading is great, I, I, I read every day. You cannot continue to look at other people's stories for inspiration. You got to start looking at your own story, your own life, the curriculum, the content of your life is the curriculum for your development. Where you're at right now in life is exactly where you need to be to grow into the next level. So instead of picking up a book or biography about somebody who, was, who once did something, that's great, but what are you doing? And so there comes a time where we have to kind of put these books down, get off this hamster wheel of, of, of personal development, and start thinking about how are we developing ourselves. Start picking up the pen and paper and writing the story of your life. Because right where you are is exactly what you need to grow. The content of your life is the curriculum for your development, okay? Now, those are the three myths, okay? Motivation is found in a book or a podcast. Motivation is the secret sauce for success. And then also many people think that, you know, motivation is something you either have or you don't, okay? Now, how do we do this? 
I want to give you some, some practical things. Okay. One of the biggest things that, um, that I want you to think about when it comes to areas of focus, you know, Stephen Covey talked about this in the seven habits of highly effective people. He says, you know, you have a circle of concern and a circle of control. When we focus on the things um, that we can control, we no longer are concerned with all the nonsense going on around us. How many times have you been um, or have you allowed what's going on in the world or what's going on around you to affect how you feel inside? Probably this week, you probably could count on both hands how many times, right? Most people let circumstances make them. Even worse, they let circumstances break them. I want you to consider focusing on what you can control. Because when you focus on what you control, your life grows and the things you're concerned about no longer bother you. You grow your circle of, con of control. You take control of your life. And one way you, have, you do this is by identifying your core values. And then from your core values, you set a standard of uh, operation on how you live every day to show and, 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 and put on display these core values. And when you do this and you're living out your core values every day, you don't have time to worry about what other people are saying or doing. You're not concerned with what's going on on social media or the, or the news or in the world. Like, will it, does it affect you? I'm sure. We all, we all are affected by it. But how you deal with it, how you focus on what you control, that mitigates the worry, the, the stress, the depression, all that stuff, anxiety. Like everybody is in the same boat right now. However, comma, if you choose so, only then will the water get inside your boat and sink the damn thing. So you got to focus on what you can control. And at the end of the day, the things you control are you. And so I'm going to give you four key areas to, to think about when it comes to control, okay? Um, and, and, and these are things that, um, that, I, that I do personally, that I, I teach in Elite 360 Academy, um, that, um, that I use to help other people. And um, here's what I want you to, to, to focus on as well. How are you doing? And so the first one is mindset, Okay. This is your mindset. In each one of these four, I want you to consider inputs and outputs, okay? What you put in must come out. So in your mindset, this is your thought process, your ability to critically think, the ability to look around at the problems of your life and come up with solutions and say, if I do this, then, then this will be the outcome. If this, then that. If I want that, then I got to do this. And you're constantly in the cycle of getting results, changing results, in your mindset, what are you putting in? What are you allowing to come into your mind so that you put out into the world? This could be reading a book. This could be meditation. This could be prayer. This could be surrounding yourself by people who are doing what you want to do that are lifting you to your potential. And so the first pillar is mindset, input and output. What are you giving out into the world? Are you walking around in negativity, talking about, you know, pessimistic things? I hate when people say, oh, I'm just a pessimist. I'm not optimistic. I'm not optimistic. Okay, well, then what the hell are you? Right? Or I don't want to be the devil's advocate. Okay, well, when you say that, you're about to say something that's stupid. Are you looking at life and all the problems that you have? Or are you looking at how can I be a problem solver and create possibilities? And so the first one is mindset. The second one is movement. This is your physical body. Now, I don't know about you, but every time that I work out, that I physically move, I feel so much better. That mind-body connection is a real thing. I have yet to see a happy, fat person. 
And I'll tell you that I don't care how good your life is. If you are not healthy, it doesn't matter because you're not going to live very long to, to enjoy it. And the thing about mindset and movement is that you have complete control over it. You control what you put in your mouth. You control what you put out in the gym or exert out in as far as exercise. And you don't have to go do a damn Ironman, but you can at least go for a walk. You can at least stretch. You can at least go outside and get some fresh air. You can at least put the donuts down and pick up some scrambled eggs. It blows my mind that most people who are in the position that they're in play this victim mentality and pretend like it's somebody else's fault. And the reason why this upsets me so much and I get so fired up about it, because that was me for like 20 something years of my life. I always blame my situation or my circumstance or my past or my upbringing for why I was so screwed up. And at the end of the day, when I look in the mirror, there's nobody going to save me. It was me against me. It may have not been your fault, but damn it, it is your responsibility to fix yourself. Nobody's going to fix you. I can't do it. Nothing's going to fix you but you. And your mindset and your movement are two things that you have absolute control over. So your movement, this is how you're challenging yourself physically so that you can grow mentally. You know, I'm training for this Ironman, and I'll tell you what, it's mentally challenging. This morning, running, pitch black, dark, cold outside. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, but I took one step, another step, another step, another step. And then after about mile two, guess what? I started feeling better. I started feeling proud of what I was doing because I gave myself a command and I followed through with it. I've done the hard stuff first. So now the rest of the day is going to be easy. But when you wake up looking for the easy shit, don't be surprised if your day becomes hard. And then that day turns into a life that's hard. And so you have to challenge yourself. I'm not doing this Ironman to make anybody proud of me. I'm not doing this to, to, to uh, impress anybody. I'm doing this to physically challenge myself to get out of my comfort zone and to remind me that I got a lot of work to do on me. I'm a work in progress. And every day I'm sharpening that sword. And the same thing goes for you. So what's your challenge? What are you going to do? So mindset movement, the next one is meaning. This is the meaningful relationships in your life, those you lead and those you love. And if you have a, a spouse and kids, then I would, I would encourage you to start there, okay? This is your meaningful relationships with those that you lead and those you love. How are you investing into those relationships? And so if you look at it from an input and output perspective, what are you pouring into the lives? How are you investing into the lives of those you, you love so that you can get the fruit from those relationships? You know, the marriage that goes astray didn't happen overnight. It happened over time. Your child didn't start venturing off into the weeds overnight. It happened over time. And if we, we miss these little meaningful moments, right, they compound into the, the, the distant relationships. And also these meaningful relationships could be in the form of forgiveness. Maybe you need to forgive some people. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness for how you've been. But the third pillar is meaningful relationships. You have to invest in these. I see so many people today chase this, this success or whatever you want to call it at the mercy of those meaningful relationships. And why get to the top and be all alone? 
How miserable can that be? And if you have a broken relationship, it's your responsibility to mend that, to fix it, regardless of how they feel. You know, uh, in 2013, I got back from Haiti and um, I remember coming back to my house and uh, I, I asked my sister for my dad's number and I called him to forgive him after all these years. And uh, he didn't even remember who I was. I'm his, I'm his only son, Anthony Stephen Wade Jr. We have the same name. And I forgave him. And he said, okay, I got to go by. And he hung up the phone. But you see, when I forgave him, it wasn't to release him from the wrongdoing that he did. It was for me to grow and to, to heal the inside. You know, Oprah Winfrey says that forgiveness is not letting the person go for their wrongdoing. It's letting go of the hope that things could have been different. And when I did that, there was a sense of calm and peace that came over my life. No longer did I let that relationship control me. The anger, the frustration that always came up when somebody says, man, you look just like your father. Oh, man. I get so upset and so angry because I, I didn't want to be nothing like him. And now I don't let that bother me or control me. That anger, that frustration, those emotions are no longer there because I chose to forgive. And that was a relationship in my life that I had to let go of. So sometimes maybe some of you have things that you need to let go of. So your mindset, your movement, your meaningful relationships, and the last one is your mission. The mission could be you know, your, your work, your professional life, or it could be that you want to create something that's going to help people in the world. Kind of like what I've done with this and, and on the podcast and the speaking and training. I would have never thought I would be doing this four or five years ago. But on a mission to change myself, I was able to help, change, help other people change as well. I didn't have no intention on standing on stages in front of thousands of people, doing a TED Talk, creating programs, helping people with their leadership and development. I had no, no, there was no way because I was trying to fix me. And as I grew, I realized and attracted more people that said, hey, Anthony, I want to do what you're doing. I want to grow too. And that's how this came about because I made it my mission to become a better person. Now my mission is to help other people pursue their potential, to give people the tools and the tactics that I have used to help transform my life. And now I give them to other people, people that are watching, people on the podcast, right? And what is your mission? What are you creating that allows you to have an impact in the, in the world and, and, and those around you? It doesn't have to be something crazy, but what will you one day be known for? What will you be remembered for? That's your mission. And so those are the four areas that I look for. You know, most people say, well, I lack purpose. I don't know my purpose. Well, your mission is your purpose. It's not your job. You know, military personnel, what's the mission? Oh, and they give you the mission of the command that they're at. No, 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 no. That's not your mission. Your mission is what you were doing to impact people so that you will be remembered for something. And so these are the four areas that I, I work on myself. Every quarter, I set goals in these four areas. In the Lead 360 Academy, um, we, we work on these four core areas because these are what we control. And if you can take care of these and grow in these four areas and, and you control these, then you be able, you're able to take control of your life and on a bigger scale, help other people take control of their life. No longer are you bound by circumstances or situations. You are able to grow into the, your full potential and become the person that you can one day say, man, I'm proud. I'm proud of. And no longer will you seek validation from an external source. No longer will you seek external solutions for internal problems. Now, that being said, I want to give you this little formula and before we wrap up here. 
in order to create a habit, they stem and they sprout from the seed of desire. Okay, so you have desire, and then you create a discipline around whatever it is that you want. That desire could be a goal, financially, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, physically. You set a desire that this is what I want to one day have. And then you create a discipline every single day that builds consistency. And this discipline is a tactical, actionable step every single day that's proven to yourself that you can do this. Once you have a desire and you build a discipline, only then will it become a habit. And that habit turns into what will one day be a life by design. So desire, discipline, habit, and design. That's how you change your circumstances. And will it happen overnight? No, it will not. It will happen over time. But you got to trust the process. You got to nourish the process. You got to fall in love with the process. And only then will you see the product. And so my hope for you is that you go into this next quarter, quarter number four starts today, that you go in with momentum and stop waiting for motivation. And if you're interested, I just opened up the Lead 360 Academy. It is opened um, for enrollment. I'm going to open it up for this quarter so that by the time you enroll, if you do, the new year is going to be ready for you and you're going to be ready for it. Um, if you're interested in, in doing so, um, I'll put the, the, the information down in the link below. We can jump on a call and see if it's a fit for you. The last thing I want is for you to jump in and say, okay, this is not for me. Trust me. That membership price is not going to change my life. <laughs> okay. But it could change yours. And so if you're interested in doing that, let me know down below and I'll send you a message. We can jump on a call to see if it's a fit. And if not, no big deal. Also, there's a PDF that I created. It's 24 pages and it has everything that we just talked about and then some. It will give you a roadmap to set up this next quarter and get momentum going into the new year. So you can download it if you want down below and I'll see you on the next live, wherever you're watching from. If you're watching on the Facebook live, I'll see you there. And if, so, if not, if you're listening to the podcast, I'll see you on the next show. Have a good one, guys.